Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon in Nashville, Tennessee. Billy Spitfire. Billy Spitfire Unlimited. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to death that you are listening to our show. Very excited. Where we get to have great conversations about guitars, gear, builders of said guitars and gear, influencers, hip shakers, makers, and all kinds of other errs. So Todd, what is, it, Todd yeah. what is it that we do on this show? Enough of that. <laughs> We've got a very special know. guest on the line right now. Uh, who are you, special guest? Uh, my name is David, and I'm from Breakfast Audio. I was wondering if you were going to make me do a little intro there uh, or something a bit more flamboyant, but do there it. You go. Uh, nah, we're good, we're good. No, 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 <laughs> you, no. You opened the door. You opened the door, not us. You did. Uh, Jimmy, we'll, baby. We'll, we'll, we'll do this again. <clears throat> hey, uh, all right, special guest. Who are you? David Gander. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. That was... It, now, is that your most flamboyant state? Mm, no. Okay. I, do, I probably would have had to be a couple of beers deep for that. Okay. Well, maybe maybe somewhere <laughs> in, along the line we can uh, coax a little bit more of, uh, out of you. Uh, but that was lovely. Thank you for doing that. Ladies no and gentlemen, worries. we have breakfast audio on the show. Mm. Um, and if you're following along on our Instagram, you will have seen a, a really neat unveiling, an unboxing, an introduction, if you will, to yes. a absolutely beautiful little pedal. Uh, and that is the concrete distortion, which we have on said table that we are podcasting on at this minute. Hey, Todd. What? Did you know that breakfast audio is the most important pedal of the day? Ooh, you've been, right. you were saving up for that one. <laughs> I like that. I like that. He's very proud of himself. I right had now. to go to breakfast audio one time. Yeah? Yeah, I really made the teacher mad. I had to go there every morning. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? You know, That's like right Breakfast Club. Uh, okay, that's in the outtakes. Yeah. I, I need one of those big horns that go, huh? Um, but hey, thanks for playing, Billy. All right. We, <laughs> um, hey, speaking of that, speaking of... Oh, what? Dude, you can't do that to me in the middle of the thing. You, you bum. Uh, I love you for it, though. Anyways. Um, uh, Did hey, somebody just show you something? No, that didn't happen. I want to point out, just the other day, actually, uh, it was last Saturday. What was last Saturday, Billy? Yeah, Saturday. last Saturday we saw an amazing show here in town. No, but more importantly, no, no, wait, it was wait, March 11th, 2023. Oh, you, you know oh. what that was? Uh, the end of Daylight Savings? That was the last... Of Bender from Breakfast Club's Saturday Detentions. Oh, that's no right. more. He's, he's free and clear. Look he's how free relevant and clear, everybody. I am. Look how relevant. That's amazing. I am. Yeah. So you. I'm intrigued uh, we, by the sh the show you were saying. We 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 tied it all up, just wow. like a bow, right wow. there. All right. Um, now, David, where? <laughs> what the canteen just happened over there? Um, David, where can people go to see the things that you do and make? Uh, two places, I guess. One would be Instagram. That's primarily where I update. So I think that's uh, breakfast underscore audio uh, for the Instagram. And then my website, which is 
breakfastaudio.com, which is mainly just uh, a brochure website of sorts. So Instagram is the place to go. Perfect. Um, That's where you're keeping all the freshest bits. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Uh, Bill, Bill, you don't get excited. We're talking about different fresh bits. Okay. So um, uh, let's see here. We're going to... Actually, we're just going to go straight to something that I thought uh, we might want to share. We've got a we got a new uh, executive producer. Oh, we, yes, sir. Did you yes, want to share that to me? Um, actually, I already did, Tony. But I I just want to sh- read off. Uh, this is um, James Romer, and James Romer had this to say. He said, "So I, I always ask everybody a couple questions when they join." He said. Um, Hey, uh, my pleasure to answer the questions. He said, uh, "What you know? What is your guitar of choice?" So Jay Mascus Squire uh, that nice. has been black bobbined, uh, re- modified by Shelby Pollard. If that means something to anybody out there, then you're like, whoa. Uh, he says, "I love the four on the floor. It gives me ideas about my own pedal board. I listen on Spotify, and I heard you because of the Johnny Morales episode." Hey, hey Johnny. Uh, oh, he says he is my his, his shop is uh, James' local shop, so James knows Johnny, therefore he knows us now. Mm. Going through awesome. your backlog of episodes, I saw you had really solid, knowledgeable, uh, giving people oh, solid, knowledgeable, and giving people on your show, and I will always support that. I don't have a would you rather queued up quite yet. And he's a large, so I'm. <laughs> that's for the shirt. <laughs> uh, best James Romer. So James, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Guitar Knobs. Absolutely, we're so welcome. happy to have you, and thank you so very much for the support of our show. All right, we are going to get to what's going on in our music worlds this week. We're going to start off with Tanya Balonsky, mm-hmm. the lovely, the talented. And beautiful. And beautiful. And Absolutely. bilingual. <laughs> Tanya well, Palancia. Don't push uh, and, your life. And then we're going to check in with our friend David Gander. All right. Go, Tony. Well, you know, this week, Todd, yeah, I forget how many episodes ago that I was bitching about the price of guitar cases. And they're still stupid expensive. Um, and I needed a couple of Jazzmaster-style cases and I just, I mean, I cannot force or bring myself to pay 150 or $175 for a guitar case. I'm sorry. I mean, they should be 100 bucks, plain and simple. But that's not the case. <laughs> no pun intended. Okay. Um, so I was able to score a couple of deals, and, and I think I shared this uh, a couple times ago, I found a, 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 a dealer somewhere that was blowing out some official Fender Jazzmaster Jaguar cases for 126 bucks shipped um, on Amazon, which I thought was a fair price given what they're going for now. Mm-hmm. It's a you know, $200 list case. And then, of course, as soon as I bought that, I found uh, a used Gator uh case what what amazon calls used is usually a a return for some reason or other and that one was only 102 dollars. so at least they're getting a little more realistic i mean 100 bucks is 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 probably what they should be but you know i don't know if it's uh, are you gonna hoard them and resell them no i have guitars that need cases (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah 
that I needed I needed them and I don't like letting them oh, yeah. sit out all the time like that you know mm-hmm. I've got you know a half dozen or so that I keep at the shop out but the rest I like to keep in hard cases if possible so that was my music world this week I love it thank you uh, let's see here David David yep I, I so badly wanted to go into Moira's voice from Sh- uh, from Shit's Creek. <laughs> oh, David, God, honestly, that, David. Uh, when we used to have that show on, yeah, uh, that uh, starts to get in your ear a bit. Especially uh, it, cool, it does, <laughs> and my, my family's all watching it now. I've already watched it, and so like I'll just be in the other room, and I, David, <laughs> <laughs> so great, so great. Anyways, uh, what's going on in your music world, man? Uh, actually, I'm not really playing guitar too much, but um. I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit because I think this was over a week ago now, but uh, I came back from a trip to Seattle to see Botch a couple of weeks ago. So that was the last uh, kind of gig I went to, I think. Botch? Yeah. You ever heard of them? B-O-T-C-H? Uh, yep. That's the one. Hmm. So they're like, um, it, the, I guess a reference point that you might uh, know is the guitarist. Do you know the guitarist from Minus the Bear? I've, I'm familiar with Minus the Bear in the sense that I know of the band called Minus the Bear, but I'm not, uh, as the as the f- kids on the street say, hip to them. <laughs> well, basically, he, he used to play in a hard, a kind of heavier band than that, a hardcore band of sorts. Um, but like 20 years ago, they split up. Was, so they've been doing a Was a the re- bear in that one, in that band? Dude. No, come on. Let him get through Maybe one. It was cocaine let him get bear. through one That's what I'm single saying. thing. It could have been cocaine, cocaine bear. bear. It's not cocaine, cocaine bear. bear. I gotta see. I gotta see that. Yeah. Okay, James. I'm I'm here to help you out, man. James. Pardon my interruption. Okay, Sorry. go ahead, David. David. Yep, so we just uh, read James off. Sorry. <laughs> Dave, hang on. Oh, that's terrible. David, I'm here to help you out. Let's keep going. Cool. Um, yeah, I guess it would have been more impressive for you if you if you knew who the band were, but they uh, haven't played for 20 years, and they've recently been doing shows again. So I went to see out to see that. Outside of that, yeah, building building a few more pedals. Uh, not really playing guitar too much actually, but well, that we need to change that, don't we? Yeah. Uh, now, is that the main style of music you listen to, like minus the bear kind of stuff? Uh, well, no more. Mm, all, all guitar music, really, but yeah, when, predominantly when I was a teenager back when Botch were about uh, 20 so years ago, it was that kind of music I was into, like Converge, Dillinger, and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. So predominantly quite heavier, but these days, almost anything with a guitar in it. Okay. As long as it's not too. I'm not like a, a blues lawyer or anything like that. <laughs> understood <laughs> yeah. understood so um i'm imagining uh in in brooklyn or bushwick where more properly you're from uh mm-hmm. you get to see uh some pretty great uh local shows and stuff oh uh, yeah definitely that was part of the reason why i moved here actually but i live uh, by accident i moved uh, we moved outside uh, a venue I, I literally live across the street from a venue which i didn't actually realize until we'd moved in thankfully the noise isn't too bad but yeah, there's about within a square mile or two. There's about five or six venues. Wow, so. nice. that's really cool. It's been really good. Yeah, we we have a right. similar situation down here in Columbus. There's there's quite a few venues. Are like, you guys near? Um, I have a book about because when I go to different states, I try to visit. But you you guys are near? Is it Ace of Cups? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah that, we have, that one looks good. Billy and I have played there. Uh, Tony nice. might have played there when it was a cornfield in nineteen. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, don't talk to me anymore, Todd. No, I've I've seen a lot of shows there. Yeah, and yeah. They, and they got a nice barbecue uh, guy in the back. Yeah, too. Ace of Cups. Right. That venue looks cool. Really yeah, nice. there's. I mean, just right but, in, in that stretch, there's there's Space Bar, there's Ace of Cups, there's Dick's Den, there's all kinds of great joints. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's the same here, but with uh, less less barbecue, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, can you can you turn us on to uh, one of your favorite local bands that maybe we can all go discover? Uh, I have got a few actually. Um, yeah. There's one who I knew before we moved here, and actually they live in Bushwick as well. Sometimes I see them walking their dog. Uh, there's a band called Bambara. Bambara. Who, yeah, they're a really good band. There's uh, Show Me the Body, but. They've been around for quite a while. They're kind of Queens-based. They're a heavy punk band, I guess they would call themselves. Okay. Um, what was that? Who, who Show band? me the body. Show me, Show the, me body. the body. Yeah, they're pretty. They're relatively big in the underground, at least. Um, who else is there? There's a few more really uh, smaller ones that I've seen recently. There's one called Big Band. Uh, there's one called Decor. I don't know how you guys pronounce that. D-E-C-O-R. Oh, de- Decor. Yes. Decor, yeah, they're yeah. really good. Uh, that's a great name for a band. Yeah, it is. It's a bit. Uh, it's one of those ones that's a bit hard to search. Same like big band. If you search big band, yeah, uh, it's a it mess. just comes up with. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. It's not the best marketing. Uh, who else? I see. There's a, there's a band. I haven't seen them yet, but I've been following them. They're originally from New New Orleans, and now they've moved here. Uh, called uh, Wasteman. 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 Sorry, that's my accent. Waste. Wasteman. Wasteman. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. okay, Waste Man. Cool. Yeah, check yeah, these those out. Guys are good. Yeah. Uh, that's probably the, the main. Oh, there's another band called Cohort B as well. They're pretty good. They're kind of in the Show Me the Body kind of. Cohort B. Yeah, they're quite good. I All only right. just recently found those. But yeah, there's, as you can imagine, there's, there's a lot. Yeah. That's I mean, there's awesome. a lot of shit bands as well. But We, we yeah. played with a band from New York City called, um, they just came through to the stoop. Um, called TVOD, Television Overload. Oh, over, I've seen over, those guys, over, yeah. Low, over, TVOD. Oh, overdose. Overdose, overdose. yeah. Overdose. TV, television Overdose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I saw them with, yeah. um, I think they played with Protomata once. Yeah, cool. cool. Yeah. Right on. There's some, uh, yeah, I love that the, we're getting, Billy, man, us two, we got to get, we gotta we gotta go, get we gotta out to New York and New Jersey, man. Okay, let's, let's do, do it. it. All right. I love the fact that there that you are like clearly a champion of the local band and local music scene. It's so important uh, that that we do that because that's what keeps new music coming. You know. So thank you, thank you for supporting it. No worries. You have to listen to them now. I do. I'm. But we all wrote it down, and I'm sure yes. everybody else out there was that was listening was doing the same thing. So thank you for sharing those. Um, okay, uh, Billy. I have a um, an '80s P bass, and Tony, I want you to put. It's a, beautiful. A, a, it's a beautiful su- uh, burst a, bass. A, yeah, tortoiseshell pickguard mm-hmm. on there. It's, okay, yeah, it's, it's a, a really nice yeah. P bass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So take that Sweet. with you when you leave. And you just put. What did you just put on it? You fixed. I put. Oh yeah. Okay. So I had a. Uh, I put a badass uh, high mass bridge. Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was a light. You know, the most of my P basses are relatively heavy. And I like the, you know, just the old style Fender top loaded um, bridge. They're cheap, but it works and I love it. But this one was light enough that um, I felt like I could afford that extra little bit of weight that you add 
Um, and I'm sensitive because I have a bad back right now. So, um, uh, or re- recover- a bad back. recovering back. <laughs> so I've been sensitive to that. But uh, anyway, so I added the high mass bridge, and um, yeah, man, good choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't hear bad back ever, ever, ever without thinking of the toy dolls. It's impossible. Have we got the bad back? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, put some of this on it. It's working pretty good lately, though. So. Um, yeah, the, and, and also, when you said you're really heavy, I can't not think of Neil from The Young Ones. <laughs> oh, it's really heavy, man. <laughs> now, there's a reference I get. It's impossible. It's like, uh, that, that's all my brain does is go like, reference, reference, reference. <laughs> I'm so that's a good one. Up. Um, I love that show. <laughs> uh, did I do a pretty good Neil there? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Okay. Uh, dang, that means I do got to work on it. Shoot. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Jared. Yeah, I did a no-no. I didn't keep up with uh, my humidifier. Oh, and um, I always, I yeah, I always learn when it's too late. I picked up my, uh, one of my guitars, my Martin and uh, 69 Martin. And some of the frets are just kind of ouchy. Um, they're poking up a little bit because the wood is not it's dry. Yeah, it's dry. So I'm like, gosh darn it! I should have kept up with the. Do you have a guitar? Human fire. Yeah, somewhere. Well, go, but, uh, go get well, yourself. Well, I actually a have an I have an actual humidifier for the room. Yeah. But you know, I don't have any humidifier. Like you're supposed to add this stuff to the water so it doesn't. You know, screw up and and uh, mold or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and uh, I just so you put I'm like I'm just not going to fill it up. It no, I'm just not going <laughs> to fill it up because I don't have the stuff, and it'll be all right, and it's going to rain, and well, I didn't keep <laughs> up with it. Yeah, so at some point it will rain. Well, if you if you if you can have like a sound hole humidifier, um, it's a, I know. Uh, well, no, I'm just uh, if you want to fix. Do a temporary fix on this guitar while you're rehumidifying yeah. your room. Get one of those, uh, put it, you know, it hangs on the strings, close the case stop, let it sit for a day, check it the next day, make sure that the sponge is still wet, and keep doing that for about a week, and it will take care of that situation. I was nice. I was thinking you were going to say, oh, it's got a crack in the top. and Yeah, that's where I thought you were no. going with it, too, because we all were having cringe face over here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you'll so you, it's just you like storing cigars, cigars and guitars. You know, they yeah, they little, yeah, little, they probably cigars like the same guitars, humidity yeah, level. Hum, yeah. yeah, a humidor. You need a hum, you need a guitar humid hum, humidor. Yeah, I a guitar midor. A guitar midor. You can guitar invent that. Yeah. Like Somebody that. out there needs to get on that. Note to self. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, let's see. Boy, oh boy, I have a lot of stuff going on uh but yeah uh, what about you old buddy hey todd what do you do uh, what what happened in your music week uh this world uh, yeah this world (laughs) uh let's see here i was now i was just about to say wait 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 wait, billy you you gotta go all right we gotta say goodbye to billy because he has to go see his mom um, Bye, Billy. Yeah. Bye, Billy. Gotta, See you later, Billy. Yeah. So it's, you know. Good luck. Give mom my best. Yeah. Thanks. You know what uh, my mom did today? Right. I called her up and, and I, I told her I was playing in Chicago this weekend, uh, you know, St. Patty's Day weekend, and she, she started singing The Wearing of the Green. 
She's like 87 <laughs> years old, and she just like launches into the song. What? I'm like, wow. It's just this old, you know, so it's this old timey Apple song. doesn't like, fall far from the and tree. The of the <laughs> green. Yeah. She, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> Sings around the house all the time. Fantastic. It's good stuff, man. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Wish, her, wish her well-being, okay? Right on. Thanks, all right. Guys. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. So back to back to me. Yeah, back to this back is, to me. This is all about you, Todd. Back to me. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, I was able to, uh, thankfully, uh, I had the 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 Black Star Amped One handy. Ah. And it first of all, I really like playing that, uh, uh, playing the pedals through it and all that business. Um, it is a great way to easily dial in a whole bunch of different stuff. I, it was going through headphones and, and everything, and it sounds true. It's really great sounding, and, and it's so easy to use. But importantly, as I mentioned uh, maybe earlier, we've got, uh, we're in Relay recording right now, and uh, John was sorting out uh, one of our mixes on the new tracks that we're doing, and I saw a place where I was like, I really want this thing that uh, we do on stage to have happen. And we didn't kind of capture that when we recorded. So I was able to go home, yeah. do a, do a, like a totally dry recording so it sounded garbage <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't have any drive on it and stuff. Ah. So it was just, yeah, it was, it was dry as a bone. And then captured that, and now we're going to dub that into um, uh, the, the actual track. And you did it that way because because it wasn't set up for oh, everything, so I can just go okay. home and go here it is, and Nate's gonna punch it right in. So that was that was really cool. That worked out really nice. I see. Yeah, um, I mean it's more ideal to actually capture it when you're here, but yeah. in retrospect, that was an easy way to do it, and because it has the uh, the it's got a flat response and a linear. Um, output then it's it's basically like it's non-affected so he can go in and say uh all right i'm gonna put it through a high watt amp modeler to keep it clean because i'm looking for this particular clean kind of part clean but drivey clean but drivey yeah um anyway so yeah that was great It, it, it totally worked out and i think in particular that worked better than me trying to record out of the amp, out of a microphone, and blah okay. blah blah. Yeah. Um, or going through any some other kind of uh, other signal processor because the uh, amped one goes right out of it directly in USB right into the uh, into the old Logic Pro. There you go. Yeah. Fantastic. Worked like a charm. Uh, we are going to get on onward and upward. Yeah. And as I mentioned. Uh, hooking this up was a breeze because the amped one has an effects loop. Ah, uh, so and it comes with this dual cable, which is cool. You can sort that out. Yeah, but the dual cable, I was able to use two tour gear long patch cables ah. to get it from my board and back out. So I didn't have to hook up guitar cables, which obviously you know less cable, better signal, the whole nine yards. So. It was great. It worked out super, super easy. Tell me more about these Tour Gear Designs patch cables. Well, they come in varied lengths. Now, obviously, I couldn't do that with like a three-inch cable. So these are, I think I had a 18 and a 24, if I'm correct. I, I could Ooh. be wrong. And uh, had those while. handy. And they, they, it was great. It was exactly what I needed. But they obviously have all the other 
uh, sizes that work great for, uh, especially if you've got like side mount to top mount, they have S shape and, and, uh, and C shape and they're flat and they're flat, flat as the earth, flat, 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 and like a crepe. priced to move. So if you go to tourgearddesigns.com and put a bunch of them in your basket, yes, hit the coupon code the guitar knobs you're going to save 10 percent on your entire order it's going to come directly from canada wow oh canada and it's a fantastic product i agree all right well, we thank all you. use them and we all love them that is true thank you so much to tour yep. gear for sponsoring our four on the floor jared let me get a little bit of this <laughs> one two one two three four on the floor all right, David Gander of Breakfast Audio, give us your four Ooh. on the floor. Okay, uh, I, I want to admit something first. I, I don't actually have a pedal board. I have loads of pedals, but I've never really, you know, formulated a pedal board and kind of stuck to it. But if I had to think about it, I think I'd go uh, at least one distortion, obviously, so either a Rat or uh, the GCI Brute List. Um, well, if we're picking four, David... Oh, so I have to I have to be absolute about this, right? David. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tell us no, everything, all the little things of why. Tell us the reasons why you got to have that one pedal. Uh, with the, the GCI Brutalist, for instance, as a distortion, that was actually the first pedal that I built back in, I guess it would have been 2018. Uh, cool. So it's a super brutal distortion. I think it was based, it was built by or designed by Kurt Ballou, which I think it was a clone of a, I can't remember the company name, but the pedal was called a Stampede. And I think he used it on a lot of the early Converge recordings. So he released it as a business card PCB that you could build from. And I think oh, that's, yeah. I think it ended up starting a lot of people's, uh, I, I didn't even know you could build pedals before that point. So I would pick that for two reasons, I guess. Okay. One, because it's what uh, kicked it all off. And two, because it is a pretty brutal distortion. So, and that's the GCI Brutalist. Uh, and, and uh, oh, it looks like you can actually get those uh, maybe still. Yeah, you can still get the PCBs. And, but, and then I think he released, the, the P, PCB is called the Brutalist Junior. Right. And, and then that's the, God City Instruments, if anybody's yes. like, what's a GCI? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but then he also does like a retail model which is uh, one with more bells and whistles, I think. But it's effectively the same topology, I think, like the same schematic for the most part. Holy mackerel, there's 19 resistors on that thing. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, it's quite a lot for a distortion, yeah. I think it's, it's oh basically my. like a two... I don't want to say anything out of out turn. I don't know loads about it, but I think it's a it's like a two-stage distortion, so it's effectively like two distortions yeah. back, uh, lined up against each other, which is probably why it's so... Yeah, so that's... That's really, really interesting. So that was designed by Nick Williams of Dunwich Amps. Um, uh, I, yeah, I think it was a calibration at that point. Yeah. Because at that point, I think he, uh, Kurt Ballou, the guy, the guitarist, he... Can you... Go ahead, I'm sorry. He, um, I don't think he, he was just learned, he was part of that learning process as well. So he could probably design it for himself now, but I yeah. think at that point it was a collaboration, yeah. Can you control that as if there are two distortion pedals or just one? No, it is just one. I think the reason why I say it's two, I, I know there's two op amps in it. So it's like one op amp going blasting straight into another with some right on. clipping and stuff. So it's still 
only got the free the overall controls. Yeah. That is cool. really cool. You can get that you can get that uh, card the the uh, PCB for 10 bucks from yeah. God City yeah. Instruments. That's really cool. Get out there and make one of those people. That's the one that started. Oh, I probably wouldn't be speaking to you if, if that card didn't exist. Wow. That is exciting. Yeah. Um yes, and Tony is reminding me that I spelled um no, I said what did you say? You Dun- pronounce it as Dunwich. Oh, Dunwich, how, not Dunwich? How, no. Do you say Greenwich Village? Yeah. Okay. You say Greenwich. <laughs> so, so how is it pronounced? Dunwich? Dunwich. 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 I guess it is, yeah. That makes sense. All right. All right, we all learned something. Thanks, Tony, for shoving that down our throat. Yeah. All Professor right, uh, number two, number two. Uh, number two, I was also going to do another, let, we'll, we'll kind of cover the, GCI fandom stuff. And okay, move, and move on because the second one was uh, it was another PCB he did actually called the uh, Gradient. The Gradient, is, um, yeah, and it's it's a boost pedal, but it's you can turn the the circuit is designed so if you turn if you keep the the knob at twelve o'clock, there's no boost. But if you go down to on one side all the way, that's one boost, and then if you go the other way, it's another boost. So it's two boosts built into one pedal, but you. Uh, can control it by either side of the pot, which is really cool. And uh, huh. the bo- the boosts are like slightly different flavors. So one's a bit warmer, one's a bit more trebly. So I'd say that's a that's probably the one I plug in the most. And it's okay. not like it's not like overly heavy, but it's a good uh, boost to stack on top of your distortion. So I use it quite a lot for bass as well, which is probably not what it was designed for. But and and, yeah, and if it sounds good, who cares? And what yeah. what was the name of that one? One more time. That one's called the Gradient. That doesn't exist as a retail pedal, I don't think. Okay. He only made that as a PCB, gotcha. so you would have to build that one. But uh, like you said before, it's available for. I think that's ten dollars as well. Wow! All right, you're inspiring people as we speak right now. How about number three? Number three. I was thinking about this uh, outside of distortion. I guess it would probably be uh, reverb. So, to be honest, I don't own a lot of uh, reverb pedals, but the one I do like is the uh, DBA, Def by Audio Reverberation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Uh, it's like a dark reverb, a lot of switches. Lots of switches, yes. Yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd pick that one, I guess. He's only he's, he's quite an inspiring, uh, well, the company's quite inspiring. They're only down the road uh, from here as well in uh, Ridgewood. Have you ever met up with him? No, I I'm not really. I've never really listened to his band either. So I was tempted to go see the band just to see all his kind of wild contraptions. But um, no, I've never seen him. But he's he is. I could probably. I think I know where their place is. I could probably stalk them in there. Yeah, get a meeting in. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't, I haven't done that yet. Uh, he he seems to be a lovely chap. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Met him at uh, Nam and he's actually been on the show. Oh nice. Um, so yeah. You should go knock on the door and say, hey, man, what's yeah, up? I doubt he'd appreciate it, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, number four. Uh, number four, I was thinking of just going weird, I guess, and a, uh, and a pedal that I absolutely couldn't build uh, would be, and the, I reckon a lot of people probably say this one because it's a semi-classic, I guess, would be the uh, Digitech Whammy. Oh, mm. yeah. Just have a bit of weird in there. And also, I think, um, from my point of view, there was a lot of bands that, uh, maybe this is like 20 years ago as well that used to use this quite effectively so it's it's, it's 
man, I'm telling you, I feel like it's made such a big comeback again. Uh, mm-hmm. Queens of the Stone Age, obviously, like really, Troy Van Leeuwen kind of brought that back to life, mm-hmm. um, as well as others. I mean, he's not the only person, but um, I think as people were Great chasing, musician. yeah, fantastic. As, as people were chasing the Queens of the Stone Age sound, that that is one of those uh, that that really kind of started to gain momentum again, and people started buying. I think it was version five that is the the most coveted of. Of them because and which one's version five is that? I don't even know which. I version think it's is. the late, the last one that they really did because they kind of like fixed a bunch of junk on it. I'm not a Digitech whammy um, uh, aficionado, <laughs> but we've been we've talked about it, it so many times on the show. I I do recall that bit of uh, so so info. people have picked it a lot. Yes, yes, yeah. I'd yeah. say it's quite because I guess um, I got it because of. Uh, it was a band back in the early 2000s called These Arms of Snakes. And they. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I found out is they almost based the whole band around the Digitech Whammy. Yeah. So that was the main reason I bought it. But then uh, then I realized, obviously, that. And I was a big Rage Against the Machine fan when I was younger as well. So obviously. Yeah. That's probably like one of the only pedals uh, Tom Morello uses. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. These uh, Arms yeah. of Snakes was such a great name for a band. Love that name for yeah. a band. Very um, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's a that's a nifty uh, four on the floor, man. You 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 brought us uh, a couple of new ones, which is great. We love that, um, and uh, I like also the fact that those are ones that people can actually go build right now. If you're feeling the inspiration, go over to God City Instruments and uh, pick up a couple PCBs and get on get get that solder gun shaken. Solder. <laughs> I know, I know. Solder. I know. I, I say solder. solder. Yeah. I thought solder was the wrong way to say it. Uh, well, that's a different thing from where you're from, right? Okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, let's see. We're going to move onward and upward. I do want to find out from you, uh, do you have, and this is from one of our listeners, Mark Paget gave us the great idea of asking, what is your dirty little secret? What's your dirty little secret? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> let's, let's give them an example. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I was going to do before Gollum it's like came my- up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, David, can you tell us that dirty little secret? Yeah, and it's, it, obviously it won't be much of a secret now, but... Uh, once when I made a complete mess of uh, a brand new P-Bass neck, I think it was a Fender one actually, um, I ended up cracking it quite badly. I attempted to fix it with shoe glue or goo, is it called? Oh, shoe <laughs> glue? Shoe glue. Yeah. So I, I'm calling that a daily little secret. Um, it wasn't a really a, an effective hack. And actually, ultimately, I had to get it uh, redone by a proper guitar tech. So it, it, it does work. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> okay. And it's that stuff stinks as well. Yeah. Yeah. Shoe shoe goo is uh, not for the faint of heart. For whatever you're using probably, it for. It's probably better at you uh, repairing guitars than it is repairing shoes. That's probably a fair statement. Yeah. It always wears out. Well, thank you for that dirty little secret. And Mark, you're you're, you're welcome. We're gonna keep this going as long as we can. <laughs> I love that little thing. All right. 
we need to find out what is going on with David Gander and this beautiful little thing that you have called Breakfast Audio. Um, again, if you don't, if you haven't already checked it out, go to Instagram and check out Breakfast underscore Audio. You're going to see some really awesome, and maybe you might say they are brutalist or futurist uh, in a beautiful way. Uh, at, at least, at least the one that we have in front of us. Um, now, how long have you been uh, doing this with the Breakfast Audio, David? Um, I guess it would be close to two to three years because I started, I mean, I was building pedals um, back in two, the first pedal I built was back in 2018, but then I had a break uh, with it when I moved here and I, I hadn't really thought about it or, or built any pedals for a, a good year or so. And then obviously the pandemic kicked in. So this is probably a, a, a fairly common answer as well is that a lot of people started during the pandemic. So I started more or less straight away. As soon as the pandemic hit, I was like, right, what can I do? And I just reverted back to the thing that I was doing the year before and just got even deeper into it. Uh, I was a bit shaky at the start. And then I guess at some point, I can't remember what point, I guess it was the point that I designed the first PCB a few months later that I had, I thought, oh, I've got to give it a name, um, which wasn't really you know, like a super intentional thing, um, as you can probably gather by the name itself. So, but I've kept it ever since. Well, where, where did that name stem from? It was really, um, it was like a combination of things really, Most mostly the fact that I was building all this stuff in my kitchen. <laughs> uh, to, second was probably because I just like, like breakfast. There was kind of a subtle, I think I was, a lot of that stuff I was doing kind of reverted back to like Hunter Thompson and that. And he, he had like peculiar breakfast um, routines. So I liked the idea of like, of, of the building being a routine kind of thing. So it was kind of a slight nod to that, but mainly, mainly the kitchen thing, I'd say. I love it. I think it's such a great name. Uh, it, it, immediately when I ran across you, know, I was like, okay, I'm going to like this. doesn't <laughs> matter what it is. I know I'm going to like it. And I, the branding was a bit more... It was a bit more kind of silly when I first started as well. So even even as far as only just a year ago, the branding was a lot sillier. It was all kind of like a more throwback to like 90s things. I used to have a logo that was kind of based on Beavis and Butthead and all that kind of stuff. So it's only kind of got a bit more serious as the pedals have kind of got more I, I love the direction that you went. I, I mean, I'm... Uh... Uh, in the creative field, I, I went through like extensive art school and everything, and immediately, I was uh, I was drawn to this because if I felt like it had sort of uh, artistic intent, and I whether if, if it wasn't, well, there you go, you got that. But if it was, I I appreciate that. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I would say it's probably to be honest, like I'm, I'm I'm not that good a guitar player, and I'm not as I say I don't have a pedal board. Part a, a good chunk of it is a kind of artistic intent of, of sorts. I'm not a great artist either, but um, it is the it, a good element of it is that not just the, not just the pedal itself. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's definitely, you can tell that it is a creative outlet for you, regardless of what you're, you know, you don't even have to hear these things and you can tell by the way that you're presenting them. I, I think that that's, that's uh, good. a safe nice. thing to say. Um, I also love the fact now now you're you're making uh pcbs too just for people to buy yeah that's how i started actually um because originally 
yeah, I was building other people's PCBs, mainly the God, God City ones, but then I was kind of branching out into other ones. And then uh, I started learning the software, the KickAd software that you can build the PCBs. And then once I built the one, the first PCB, that was it really. And then I actually was doing that, just the PCBs for, I'd say a year and a half or two. And I still I haven't done one for a while, but um, that was what I was primarily doing. And I was selling quite a few of those. Um, and I was kind of building them just on the basis that if I wanted, because I have to admit as well, before this, I didn't really own any pedals. So I was just building uh, what I wanted to hear, basically. So I was tended to drift more towards kind of the weirder stuff. Uh-huh. And then I'd build the PCBs for me to build for myself, but then I'd always have surplus. So I just started selling them. And then when they started selling relatively well, I obviously just started doing it with a tiny bit more intention and kind of uh, printing more of them, basically. I, I got to say, this is a really this is a strange situation. Uh, I'm going to recount. I'm not a great guitar player. I don't have a lot of pedals. Um, oh, I do now. I do, do have a lot of pedals now. now you do, do now, now, but you didn't. Yeah, now I've got too many. And then you wandered into uh, making PCBs for things that you think you wanted to hear. It's, it feels... Very, very, um, not only accidental, but borderline reckless <laughs> in the sense, you know, that, that like, that's a, that's a strange thing to say, I'm just going to wander into this and, and do these things. Did you have an inclination to electronics before this? Um, not really, but I guess it was more of a, a, a I guess a curiosity or like a building thing. I did. Just to caveat that, I do. I'm not a great guitar player, but I have been playing since I was like 15, and I'm 37 now. So, well, I do. You and me both. It's fine. Yeah. So I did play guitar. I just never really got that deep into the kind of gear side of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess on the electric side, um, I was somewhat interested in it. But to be honest, I was kind of interested in anything a little bit techy, a little bit nerdy, and really, I guess the pedal thing was. It was kind of a combination of my kind of technical nerdy tendencies combined with music, which obviously is one of my favorite things. So that's really what it was. I guess it was just the the perfect combination, really, because it's kind of uh, artistic to a degree and very hands-on, like building. I, I love building like hardware. I used to build PCs and stuff like that. So it's kind of the combination of the two things I liked the most. So it was kind of perfect. Please tell me you'd used a computer before you built one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He built a computer. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, well, one of the things that I, I want to bring up uh, now, you have, you've got some really fantastic names to these PCBs. <laughs> I would love to go through them. Okay, fine. Because yeah. I think they'll be a great story. But specifically, I want to start with the Monaco Plus Modulator because that is the name of my very first band. Oh, nice. I, I reckon, so what I was trying to, I guess what I was trying to do, because once I'd made that first PCB and I was really kind of, I guess most of the things I enjoy doing creatively is just using stuff in ways you're not supposed to use it. Like, I mean, you can build PCBs that look like that, but you're probably not, you know, it's not it's not common no no it's not common so once they start coming out in these weird shapes like drippy um, milk yeah exactly so that one and then i guess the reference is probably going to be the, probably the same as your band so that's a yeah that's a clockwork orange 
reference. Yeah. And I can't remember. I think it was just because I built that PCB in white and then I started making the shapes and then I was like, oh, it looks like milk. Uh, and then went backwards from there. Yeah. Um, the line that uh, I believe he says is, uh, time for a bit of the old Malaco Plus, eh? After they had, yeah, exactly. had a bit and of ultraviolence at night. Stakey wake. Yep. Yep. Um, and they had a... Bedways is right ways now. <laughs> that's good. They, apparently they had a bar, uh, a milk bar. Or yeah. Maybe they called that Maloko as well. It's, in, it's the Corova milk bar. That's it. Yep. Yeah. And they, they had bars like uh, mimicking that here in New York bars. I was too late for it, unfortunately. Wild, wild. Uh, okay, let's see here. These are pretty fun. Tony, why don't you call these off? We got them out up here. Let's start. Uh, let's start at the bottom where we were. Start at the bottom. Uh, if I can read them, I need my glasses. You have glasses on. You need another pair. Well, it's the, these are <laughs> you bifocals. need two pair of glasses. Oh, these are bifocals, and if you if you don't read them, that would right. be three pair of glasses. Okay, shush. Uh, weird science or weird scenes fuzz. I'll I'll, I'll make the Google bigger. Tony. Thank you. Oh, Gee, that is so much better. That was actually the first PCB I designed. And um, I think that was around the time that I was uh, come, trying to come up with a name for the for all of it as a whole. And Weird Scenes was like another Hunter Thompson reference where I can't remember how, where he says it. In one of his uh, quotes or something, he says, Weird Scenes in X and Y somewhere. Huh. So it was kind of like I was actually deciding between Weird Scenes being the overall name instead of Breakfast Audio, but I eventually went because i was designing that piece at the same time i was like breakfast audio weird scenes or weird scenes something else so right uh you know david i i have a feeling if we were ever to sit down to breakfast three hours later we will have talked about absolutely nothing and everything <laughs> yeah i mean i tried the, the reference the reference game is huge with you i love that <laughs> yeah it was because I, I was trying not to think too hard about it same with the name as you can probably tell so i, I guess i'm more on the side of when you kind of overthink it, it kind of sounds maybe more pretentious, or maybe it does now. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. What's next, Tony? Uh, the Wolland Expression Filter. Uh, Wolland, that was an easy one because I think uh, that was still pandemic. So I was reading a book with where the character is called Wolland. I can't remember what the book's called now. It's fairly famous. Um, but if you Google Wolland, there's a, a Russian book, I think it is. It's not written in Russian. Hmm. <laughs> But so he—he's the devil, actually. I think technically, or I might have misinterpreted the oh. book completely. But he's the devil, basically. So that's cool. All right, uh, we've already done the Malaco Plus. How about the uh, this one over here, Tony? Bork, bork, fuzz. Bork, bork. That was that is based on the Wow Wow Fuzz, the Ibanez Wow Wow Fuzz. I think it's called. Okay. And then I think when I googled Wow Wow, <laughs> I think it means something to do with dogs. What does Bork have to do with a dog? Bork is kind of like a, the memeified. It's kind of like um, me and my girlfriend are really into the whole uh, memeified dog stuff, you know. Okay. Uh, puppers and all that kind of business. So yeah. Bork, Bork is like it's how the memes write. Okay. Woof, woof, basically. I thought I thought it was the Swedish <laughs> Chef on the Muppets. That's where I thought it was going too. Well, that's, that's, that's probably cooler to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, how about, here we go. The, you go ahead, Todd. The Ruger 12 clipping mm. distortion. Ah, uh, the Ruger. 
that was again, and you can tell where I, my head was when we were first, I don't know, when I was first starting this because that was also kind of like a Hunter Thompson reference. Yeah, that's a gun. Uh, yeah. And that's all it, that World was, War in a way, that's kind of like a, the least original name because it was just the fact that you can select 12. And, and actually, do you know what? I was Googling that. I was thinking there actually isn't a gun, not that I know much about guns, but there isn't actually a gun that has 12. That's really uh, cool. It's a rotary dial. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And it just selects between. That's cool, man. It's overkill, to be honest. But um, I, and actually, I think after I made it, that's I Motorhead. Think, um, the guy from Fuzz Rocious did something really similar called the uh, Total Reclips. Mm, mm-hmm. Same concept, basically. It's like 12 different clipping selections. Yeah. It's super um, fun. Super fun. I think that would be a really interesting one to to take on as a build as well yeah, for a, for, a, for a, a novice builder. So if somebody buys one of these PCBs, um, do you have like a parts list or uh, exactly? Yep. So and where to buy the stuff? Because I would think sometimes those rotary switches are kind of difficult to come across. Yeah, I tend to when I was when I was doing those, I tended to for the resistors. You know, I just list list the resistors out. But for the for things like the switches, I would more often than not put a link in of where i i would personally buy it from okay. but i mean that's part part of the diy scene is struggling through that uh sourcing it's probably the worst part to be honest yeah uh, is this is the sourcing so um yeah and i often get people on that ruger one as well i was kind of like pick whatever pair of 12 diodes you want which is probably not the way to go because then i kept getting a lot of messages saying oh but what, what would you put in there and i was like uh just anything you've got. <laughs> uh, we got a couple more of these. Uh, let's see. The Big Nothing. Big Nothing. That was a reference to, and again, not an original thought. During the pandemic, uh, we were only just watching um, Sopranos. And um, I just started yeah. watching that. I'm free. I oh, okay. freely really? admit that. Yeah. Because everybody told me to watch it for so long. And I was like, no, I don't want to watch it. Everybody's telling me to watch it. That's, I'm what? kind of that guy. Yeah. That's why I haven't seen... Um, that dragon one. Uh, I haven't seen any of that that stuff. Oh, because the more Stranger Things and all that stuff. I haven't seen any of that. Yeah, the no. more people go on about it, the less I want to watch yep, it. You're right. But the um, Sopranos, I did finally give in. And there's a scene I think where Tony, he's like getting proper moody, and he says, "It's all for nothing. It's all the big nothing, or something like that." Yeah, it's all for yeah. nothing. It's all the big nothing. That's that yeah, exactly. It's all this. That's your. That was your big. Uh, that was your best impression, I think. <laughs> Thanks. That's a really good one. No, somebody and you've appreciated only been, it. Uh, let's, good. let's see. Here's the burger. Well, wait, easy, Jared. The burger feedback looper. Yeah, that, yeah. That's just a. Uh, um, that was just because I made it look like a burger. That one's <laughs> and, and I like burgers. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, I, I made it in the shape of a burger. It's it's a burger. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and all that does is um, it's actually people. People assume that it's quite complicated because it's in a PCB, but it's actually you could technically do what that's doing without a PCB, just with an, um, a switch and a and a pot and a piece of wire. You could probably do the same thing, but the PCB kind of makes it look better. But all it does is um, connect the input back to the output, and then there's a uh, pot in the middle to control how much you let back in. So oh. it's basically creating a huge f- feedback loop. Ergo, mm. feedback looper. Yeah, and you can put a momentary switch in there as well, so you can press it and create the feedback instantly, momentarily. Mm, I like that. I'm yeah, so it's a good one to add on. Yeah. 
Let's see here. The psychic anchor. Uh, that one. What was that one? That That's one was distortion. That one is because that's based on a harmonic percolator. And most people, when they build DIY versions of that, they call it something like the coffee machine or, uh, you know, percolator or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I was going to be a slightly more original on it. And I called it the psychic anchor, which someone referred I think it was Hunter Thompson again, which I'm showing my <laughs> lack. I these are the only books I read, obviously. <laughs> um, he referred, I think it was him who referred to coffee as a psychic anchor. Interesting. Well, you have a lot more, and I think people are going to have to get, go figure the rest of out uh, for themselves um, because it is it is actually kind of fun. And you've got some really <laughs> unique little things here, which is really cool. Um, and I like that it's not only, you, you know, people can get into your pedals, but also um, do their own via you, which is cool. Uh, let's get on with this beautiful um, concrete distortion. I keep saying beautiful. And, and honestly, people, if you take a look at it, you might say, Todd, are you, are, did you get hit in the head or something? <laughs> because I immediately was locked into it because their design elements that you've put together i don't know how else to explain it i think it's brutalist. it's beautiful in its simplicity yes but mm. if you look and at it's the brutal, details and it's futuristic the details that i like like i love the hex head uh screws that you use to touch yeah. everything that's that is a super sweet touch thank you for saving me tony because i was just starting uh, yeah, to tread on my yeah, own yeah you were just starting to loop feedback i get excited what can what do you want me to do but my biggest question from the minute that i opened this up is do you have these things custom punched or cut? Because th- this one has three sliders on it, which are not, those slots are not easy to cut. No, and that was the original. I think it's probably one of the main reasons why you don't see a lot of slider pedals in the kind of DIY boutique or whatever you want to call this uh, hobbyist builders, because I think the, the, they are too hard to cut. But the, and I don't own a drill press, I didn't even used to drill my own, you know, standard holes. I used to get that ordered out as well because I don't uh, I don't really want to drill in the house to be honest. But um, yeah, so there's a company who who will do that for you. There's a few companies that do it now, I think, uh, and they'll drill. You can mark out the specification and they'll drill that for you. So as soon as that service was available, which was only fairly recently uh, on the website I use, mm-hmm. uh, I just jumped on it because I knew yeah. I wanted to build something with sliders for so long. Yeah, but it was just it was virtually impossible basically because I couldn't. There's no no one in their right mind could cut that by no. hand. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it's it, so it's it, a laser cut. You think? I think so. Or they use a drill. Uh, the service I use isn't isn't like the best, but um, it's. <laughs> I think they use a a standard drill rather than or CNC. It's probably. I don't think a, it's, it's CNC or a, CNC. maybe a milling machine or something like that. Milling, yeah. 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 I think it's milling because you can see the burring on it. But I don't know. Does laser cause burring? But it's not round. I mean, you have, you've got 90 degree edges on the, at yeah. the ends of those. That's why it's, when you look at it, that's another really neat thing about it because everything on here is, is mostly round parts. And then you got these ex- just gouges in the front that are just <laughs> awesome. Um, and then on top of that, your, uh, the logo lights up, but That's it's cool. cut in the shape of a logo and very small and it's totally precise. Yeah. That's done on the machine as well. That was really the thing that kind of pulled it all together. To be honest, if you, if you look on my Instagram, the first, the pedal always looked like this when I was 
uh, designing it, uh, and it more or less looked exactly the same. It had it had less. It didn't have the switches on the side. Yeah. But it had everything was the same, uh, except I just had a standard LED in the middle, like a circle yeah. LED cap. And then I guess the thing that kind of all tied it together was um, I needed to brand it somehow, but without going over the top. I think in previous stuff that I've done, maybe the branding has been kind of ruined the whole, or hasn't been in key with the rest of the aspect. Mm. So using the limitation of this design tool that does the drilling, it can only it can only drill in straight lines. So I effectively used that to, to uh, cut the B and the A. Uh, and then I guess, yeah, the thing that tied it all together was thinking, instead of having like a, a, a some branding on it for the, just for the purpose of branding, was to use it as the LED light as well. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, you've got two um, two side switches. Which now we haven't actually talked. We've only been talking about the aesthetic of this yeah. pedal. Which <laughs> hey, I think that says a lot that we've spent this much yeah. time on the aesthetic. It's half of the pedals, right? I think most you have to. Most people who buy pedals probably have to admit that the aesthetic is. A, oh yeah, a really big part of it. It's it's huge. I mean, it, it's with so many varieties of things out there, um, you know, and that's that's also you know, unfortunately for some, that's where a great pedal can go unnoticed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, on this one, I, I do really like the 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 fit and finish that you have on the actual case. Um, it feels like um, I, like a. I guess, uh, for lack of better terms, when I keep saying brutalist, it is that's actually an art movement, um, mm-hmm. and it was lots of huge buildings that you might see in like Russia or even Brazil that were like, these just concrete monoliths, and that's what that kind of reminds me of. Um, in its in its ugliest form, it somehow is uh, is really attractive to look at. Um, you, on the it, sides, you got the these, uh, uh, <laughs> which are could be you could say they're clumsy or just sort of different. In that, usually it's a, a fancy toggle, but these are mm-hmm. uh, just straight switches. Tony, what what do you slider switches? Slider like switches, a Mustang yeah. or, or switches, a Jaguar yeah. switch, yeah. Which I think <laughs> is better than a toggle switch. It's too easy to bump a toggle switch. Yeah. These lock mm-hmm. into place, so that's. That, yeah, that. The, I guess it's it is a happy accent as well because the the bolts kind of protect it somewhat. But I, I would yeah. have loved to. Um, the whole idea behind with that was I would have loved to get um, metal switches, met, switches that look like that, but were um, you know the same color as the case. I yeah, think that would have mm. been good. But that, they, they're quite hard to source. So yeah, um, that was kind of like a conscious thing to to not use the usual because if you're going to have sliders, there's no point having toggle switches. Yeah. Well, so what, tell, tell us what these uh, two switches do. Because I uh, let's talk about the sound first, and then you can tell us about the two switches. Sorry, people. I'm sorry. We're excited about it because whenever you see something that's like really kind of new and unique looking, it's like, man, that's what works us up. That's part of the reason we do the show. Um, but it sounds fantastic. So let's talk about how it sounds. Work us through. Uh, walk us through what what you did with that. Yeah. So, uh, like I said before, I think. Um, after like two years of building these PCBs, I hadn't actually gone anywhere near a rat and I didn't actually even own a rat. And I was kind of not going anywhere near it because it's kind of like the de facto pedal that most people start with or, or end up modding. So I have kind of fallen into that trap and end up 
once I built a, a rat, I ended up building quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with this one, I was kind of thinking, um, I just wanted to put all the bells and whistles on it, basically. So first thing was um, increasing the headroom with a, a voltage booster that takes nine volts to 18 volts. I'm not 100%, you know, on top of all the science uh, that involved with pumping it through 18 volts, but I thought it sounded cool, so we did that. And what else did I do? I put an input buffer on it, actually, because um, not to get super nerdy into it, but the there's an original IC that was used in the rat uh, that's quite hard to get hold of. And uh, when I was testing with other ICs, there was uh, it didn't sound quite as good without an input buffer on it. But then when I put the OPA7, which is in there now, it didn't actually need the buffer to improve the sound, but I left it in anyway. So it's always good to have a, an input buffer on there. So it's effectively an input buffer running into a rat huh. that is um, where yeah. the voltage is doubled to 18. And then there's also the two extra mods, which is the standard clipping diodes, which is in the normal rat. If you if you bought a normal Proco rat, that would be the normal clipping. And then the turbo red LEDs, which is the turbo rat, which I think was released some a bit after the normal rat. And then the other switch is the Ruiz mod, which I guess is named after the person that found it, which basically cuts less low frequencies, I believe. Mm, and yeah. for me, makes it sound somewhat better uh, on bass. I think it's already quite a good pedal on bass, but that adds... Yeah, that it it actually helps the uh, the beef in it quite a bit. It, it yeah. gives it quite a, a a throaty punch. So I guess what I was going for was a, a rat, basically, but something a bit more refined to kind of fit the aesthetic uh, and still be super heavy. You ha- there's a lot of uh, sonic options with this for sure, which is a, a nice thing, and it's. I think it's kind of loaded a little uh, extra on the drive section. It uh, mm-hmm. it was very drivey. Uh, yeah, that might be the input buffer, I guess, uh, that would add that. I think yeah, and the yeah, and the IC. Yeah, maybe even the eighteen volt. To be honest, I'm not that whole eighteen volt headroom thing is. Um, I think it's true. But, well, uh, it's kind of a, a mystery because usually when you increase the voltage like that, you get a lot more clean headroom out of the yeah. out of the, out uh, of the okay. gate. this one i mean this is a, this is a pretty aggressive pedal i would it, say it is it is and uh so i mean maybe it's the 18 is just well I, here i i i'm gonna throw my uh layman's hat into this <laughs> when you get aggressive on the standard rat it starts to get that's where it can go it can go everywhere from distortion to fuzz Right, so yeah. it starts to get blown out a little bit. Yeah, that stops it from doing it, and somehow yes. you just keep getting more distortion to where it's like, holy mackerel! It's it, yeah, it's it like doesn't it doesn't go distortion. fuzzy. Yeah. No, it doesn't. That could be the input buffer, I guess, or the um, yeah. That might be the eighteen volts. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So you guys might actually know more than me about this. <laughs> yeah, I just build them. It could be the Hasselblad junction. Yeah, exactly. Could just be the aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> it might. I think that adds to it. it, it I mean, yeah, you're not going to be swinging uh, swing low. Sweet chariot. <laughs> with this. Uh, chariot. Yeah, a chariot. <laughs> Anyhow, so how how has it been received so far? Yeah, pretty good. I mean, I built the first one for everything. Generally, I was doing PCBs really, um, 
and I'd done a couple of pedals before, but they didn't. They were a bit of a a mission to sell. I'd have to, you know, anything else I'd built before, I had to put a bit of marketing into mm-hmm. outside of the look itself. With these, um, as soon as I built them, I hadn't really had to do any marketing on them. They just, as soon as I build any, they they go. Nice. Yeah, that's I'm just saying that I've only built uh, twenty so far. So, but I'm because I'm building on my on my own so I'm building in my batches of five but I did a, the last batch of t- 10 I did which was a bit of a slog I did I built 10 in a week and they went straight away so yeah I'm just gonna carry on building in in groups of five and see if they keep going yeah but yeah I haven't had to market them too uh, too much yet so that's a good sign I think uh well I'm certainly glad that you're doing that I'm really really glad that I uh found you I don't I don't even remember how that happened, but the minute I did, I mean, I didn't waste five minutes. I, I got right on the horn. I said, hey, please be on the show. Because exactly. I, 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 <laughs> as much time as I spend looking at, at guitar gear, when something, you know, makes me say, whoa, what's that? It's like, don't ask questions, just contact. <laughs> yeah. And get in touch. No, I think it's, yeah, like, you know, for, looks wise, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a collector it's, piece it's for cool. sure, man. Absolutely. And it's, it, and, you know, it's, a, it's probably a little too aggressive to put in, into my world. But I mean, for, I mean, it, it definitely, as you said, you're, I, that's the one thing I, I did notice. And I'm glad you brought that up, Todd, that, you know, it doesn't go fuzzy. It just goes more distortion, more distortion, more distortion. Yeah. And that's that's uh, I think that's a, a and really it'll get and it'll get it. quite loud. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, but nice. if you you can back it off to where it, it is fully usable, I don't want to make it sound like it's yeah like exactly just a blitzo noise machine. <laughs> you know, heavy's good too though. Heavy's good too. This does heavy. That's that's uh, yep. I'd, I'd call that an endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we are going to. I think move on to the latter part of our show. Well, we're in the latter part of our show, so we've already moved on. Yes. We're going to fire up the old El Camino. All right, take it back. That's your best impression. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we're going to swing over to Jared's and uh, find out what's going on. Absolutely. Hey, Jared, is somebody vacuuming or something? (laughs) Yes. Hold on a second. Let me ask if they can pause that. They tell them. Tell them. them. Don't ask. Is it the dogs doing it? Yeah. Can you can you please wait? <laughs> hey, lady. <Thank> you. <laughs> okay. Way to way to show her. Way to way to throw your weight around. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> I thought you got to do. You don't have to be mean. She's awesome. Yes, this is true. She's, I vouch she's for do, that. do the same for me. Ladies and gentlemen, it came to the point of the show, which we like to play a little game called Would You Rather? <laughs> so you're walking down the street and you go into the local bar where you you walk in and you see about four or five local bands. Are there swinging saloon the, doors on this at this bar? There are swinging saloon doors, and for Tony's sake, of course. Yes. So you hit them open and you walk in, and they're all in there. And the, everybody and stops and turns and looks at you. Exactly. <laughs> I give you a choice. I say, listen, you. <laughs> yes. 
here you you've got a decision to make. You know, here's the Rolling Stones. They're missing uh, their their guitar player. You can move on with the Rolling Stones. <laughs> their guitar player. <laughs> Ronnie Wood. Okay. Oh, Ronnie, Ronnie Wood guys. Ronzi. Okay. <laughs> Not the other guys. So the- Keith Richards. He's like the most famous guitar player in the world. Uh, I know who he is. Dog on it. You can either go. Listen. You you can either go play with the Rolling Stones. What am I supposed to do with this? I'm sorry. You're supposed to chill out. I'm sorry. Chill Chill out, man. All right. Let me start over. Uh, start over. No, don't start over. Keep going. Are <laughs> no. you kidding me? Okay, all right. All Just right. go. Oh. So let me let's recap. Let's recap a little bit. Okay. Let's recap. So you walk in the swinging <sighs> doors of this bar. There's a three or four or five local bands that you're really close friends with. They're they're the local bands that you're fans of. You're friends with. You play along with. You know, play gigs with their. You're, all, you're always on the same bill as some of those guys. Nice. Then you got the Rolling Stones. They're sitting there too, looking at you. And Ronnie Wood, he is no longer in the band for some positive reason, right? We don't want to. <laughs> Hopefully, so, not the same reason Brian Jones isn't uh, in the band anymore. <laughs> right. For yeah, some yeah, positive yeah. reason. So, he cashed his 401k. And I, right. And I give you a choice. I say, listen, <laughs> you, you. You could either. You could either, you know, join the Rolling Stones, and you're going to be a, a band member until they, until they're done playing, which is forever. You've got a guaranteed <laughs> life with the. You're just getting. You're going to be rich. You're going to be a Rolling Stone now. Everybody's going to look at you like you're an awesome Rolling Stones band member, <laughs> right? Or that's a t-shirt. Okay. Right. Or you can stay. Awesome Rolling stay. Stones member. <laughs> That's right. Oh my god. Or you could you could stay in your local band. Yeah. That you know you know, and not be an awesome Rolling Stones band member. But yet you have the chance if you stay with your band. Mm-hmm. One of the five bands. It could be yours or it could be one of your friends will hit big. Ah. But you don't know if it's your band and you don't know if it's one of your friends' bands. So you got a one in a five chance. You got one in a five chance of one of those bands hitting big and being and, big stars forever. And this, now, is, this may- is now Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones as as they are now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. But you have at least guaranteed 20 years of, you know... <laughs> Being famous and stuff, and even they're they're in their eighties right now. I mean, yeah, I think we're uh, twenty years is pushing it. Unless, yeah, the animatronics kick in. Nineteen eighty five Rolling Stones. No, now Rolling Stones, but you just you you just have a little bit of time because you know, yeah, you know that (laughs) you're you're going to be rich and famous for maybe a year. Yeah, or (laughs) could be huge for many years. Well, let's let's change that to no. 1985 Rolling Stones. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. No, no, it's no. A big mess. Uh, 
No, I think, I think so. No, I, th- I think the good thing now. would be stay with now. The now, knowing that you're only going to yeah. have a short period of time to be rich and famous. Yeah. Or you have a one in five chance of becoming famous for a, for long, a time. long, long time by staying with the your local bands. You're, you're giving your local bands, your buddies, a chance to also, ah, you know, right. That makes that, too. Okay. that makes it interesting. All right. So do you do you? And they're all looking at you, and they're going to watch you make this decision. <laughs> okay. Well, this is uh, one for the books for sure. This is uh, the, it's it's actually a very good question when yes. we when we got we to refined it. it. Yes, <clears throat> like sugar. Oh man, I'm going to need therapy from this. Okay, <laughs> Tanya Blonsky. You know what? I think even though it might be a short period of time. I'm an old guy, anyhow. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Stones. I'll have my <laughs> my I'll have my six months of glory. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's what I'm doing. Okay, all right. Uh, let's see, Jared. No, one in five chances. So you're gonna go with the local band? Yeah, I mean, I might, I might, my band might hit it too, but you know, I think, I think I'd rather just. Be famous on my own terms and not mm, be not riding on the coattails of Mick Jagger. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, or that other guitar gosh, player that's in the band, <laughs> the other, Keith, the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, I don't have any more laughing. Me, oh, I used it all up. Okay, uh, let's I, see. I, yep. I, I'm a few white claws in, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you can't be in the Rolling Stones because he drinks he drinks harder than White Claw, yeah. right? Way harder. Oh boy! This is left over from uh, this is left over from our uh, New Year's party. So mm. I had to. You better drink it up because you're you're getting into the yeah. past the uh, oh boy used by date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodness sakes, David! What are you gonna do? I would go local too, but mainly because. Yeah, I can't play guitar like the Rolling Stones. And also, I can't drink. I'm not that good at guitar anyway, but if I had drank as much as they do before they go on stage, I'd be even worse. Yeah, mm. yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I uh, don't know how he can play like that, to be honest, but after a few drinks, but... Yeah. So well, I'd, I'd go, know, yeah. If you do it for 50 or 60 years, yeah. you, you're pretty much on yeah, autopilot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's all he's done, I guess, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'd still go local, and probably because, um, yeah... Because you're a stand-up guy. Yeah. Well, I, you're not a sellout like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, the local band as well. Ah. Simply because nice. I I would just want to watch them do their thing. See you later, losers. I'm with the Stones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it yeah, would be cool to say choice. I played with them. But realistically, uh, I would be... An absolute wreck, a, a total wreck. Just going, what, thinking I was going to mess everything up, and I, then yeah, I and then I would, and then that's all I would be known for is the guy who messed up the Stone Show. <laughs> well, you have to watch them all pass, and then you have to go back to the local friends anyway. Oh, that's probably about it. ten years. <laughs> yeah. So, that was a good one, I think. Yeah, that was that was a solid one. Thank you, Jared. Good yes. one, good one. All right, we need to thank, thank a few people, and then we're going to let our pal David uh, hit the road and uh, be done with us. For, for... Yes. 
<clears throat> That's right, Todd, because at this point of the show, there's a very special group of people that we love to thank. These are our executive producers. Now, do you, do you know what an executive producer is, Todd? I do, but you might want to tell those who don't know I'm going to let is. everybody know. An executive producer makes this show possible. That's right. How do you become one? Very simple. Go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Check out a couple levels in which you can participate, participate, <laughs> become a sponsor of this very podcast. That's right. Each level comes with some very nice thank you gifts and opportunity to win things and uh, a, a genuine handwritten note from Todd Novak himself. <laughs> that in and of a itself genuine. is going yes. to be worth money oh, someday. Oh, my goodness. We're giving away a guitar pretty soon. Yes, we are. I've heard that. And many other things. But there's one thing more as an executive producer. What is that, Jared? Well, you get to have your name read right on the thing. That's right. And that's what I'm going to do right now. Read this fine list of fine people. So special thanks to these executive producers. Moon Guitars, Vader and Pedals, John Halverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mike D, Richard Kendall, Mark Garton, Matt Hart, James White, Justin Jones, oh, yeah. Anthony Gemalero, Bill Gola Guitars, mm -hmm. John Esterly, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Sanchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Brazen, Rusty yep. Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hemmer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, Andrew DeHaan, James Bell. And this week, we've got a brand spanking new executive producer, mm -hmm. Mr. James Romer. There we go. Thank you so hey. much. Welcome aboard, James. You're in good company, my yes. friend. But Todd, yeah. There's more. I knew you were going to say that. I know, because you've heard this podcast before, mm. haven't you? Once or twice. So uh, there's a special, no, yeah. special group of executive producers. We call them our grand poobas. These That's are the right. creme de la creme of executive producers. And they wear a fez upon their heads to signify that they are indeed a grand An executive no, we, grand We've got three, three sitting right here that need homes. Yes. That's right. <clears throat> Won't somebody help adopt these fezes? Yes. Go for the Big Guardian. No. <laughs> Patreon. Shh. <laughs> so special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igareda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wound Pickups. That's right. Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett. Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. David Poe. Billy Spitfire and Congregation Gear Demos. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you, thank you. so very much. 
Uh, boy, I love having that list read off. It um, it means a lot. It does. It means an awful lot. Thanks. Um, and uh, we're we're so grateful to you guys. All right, David. Where can yes. people find your things to do to to buy? Uh, so the the uh, website is breakfastaudio.com, one word, and the Instagram is breakfast underscore audio. And are you going to be doing like you're going to keep doing batches? So is there a list that people can get on, or do you are you just? I did. Yeah, the last ten was a list. I think I'm probably not going to do. Actually, list is not too bad. It adds a bit more admin, but I'm probably just going to build in batches of five from now on um, and then just sporadically put them up on the site with okay. a fair warning. I might build more than five at a time. We'll see how it goes. All right. Um, but I've also got another thing that I'm working on that will kind of uh, break it up a little bit. Oh, like, I dig it. I dig it. All right, Tony. Head over to pickguardian.com. Check out some of the things that I have available for sale. But by and large, what I do is custom work. So if you need a custom pick card for your guitar, shoot me an email. Let me know what you're trying to do. I probably have some good advice for you. Right on. Let Jared? me know what you need. Uh, oh, sorry. You know, Tony, you know, see how you are? I know. You're jumping right in there. I know. I'm sorry. Now I lost my train of thought. And you were saying, Jared? I was <laughs> I was saying just shoot me an email. And I I'll just take very good care of you. Tony does. He makes unbelievable. He always does. Uh, All the time. Jared? Yeah. Find me on Instagram, jared.allen.brandon. Ask me anything you want about pickup stuff or guitar stuff. You want to chit-chat about whatever, uh, send me a message. All right. You can send me an email, Todd, at theguitarnobs.com. DM me on Instagram at guitarnobs. We would love to hear from you. Uh, shares your would you rather's and anything else you might. Hey, your guitar heroes. We're ah, still getting those. In. Tell us what your four guitar heroes are. We'd love to hear it and share it. Uh, we need to say a humongous thank you to David Gander of Breakfast Audio for number one making the cool stuff he does, yes. and number two for coming on a show and hanging out with us. Thank you, David. Thanks for thank having you, me, David. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you have a fantastic guitar week. And subscribe! Yeah. yeah. What oh, did I do? You're going to blame it on me. No, I have You're going to blame it on me. No, I have. I thought you'd be a bit surprised. But yeah, I'm not uh, originally from the US. Yeah. So what part of France are you from? Uh, London. I lived in Poles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're going to lose our guest right even before we start the podcast, aren't you, Todd? Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. You got, got a since, since when are you prepared? I know, I know. It's <laughs> terrible. Um, as, as is I coming. am, you silly goose. I'm thinking about it right now. Of course. <laughs> silly goose. I got your back, yeah? You silly goose. You. I got you. You silly you. Okay. Oh, jeez. Uh, Hey, Jared. Hello, David Ganda. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That was, that was good effort. <laughs> um, Can we just do this now? I'm working on it, man. No, no, this. <laughs> what? Instead of clapping. No, because it doesn't show it. It won't show up as a big, giant spike. I think it's cool, though. It might be. <laughs> Stop it. I got nothing. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? You just, I, bought, you just got something right stumper. there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Well, so... What a show, what a show. Uh, lager or pills or whatever goes down quicker. And then occasionally, if I'm feeling dangerous, uh, I'll start drinking whiskey. 
but that's usually mm. a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yes, we have. That's a, usually. So, what part of Ireland regret. are you from? <laughs> oh. Parrots all across the country. <laughs> oh, God! Ah! <laughs> all right. Probably want a cracker. Okay, stop it, stop it. And away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.